Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that it is yours. And thank you that it points us to Jesus. I pray that it would this morning. In his name. Amen. It's good, as I've said a few times recently, to uh, speak when Chrissy has spoken, because I know that you've had at least one good sermon before I start, each time I get up to speak. So I hope that what I say adds to what she's brought to us this morning. The first Sunday of a new year... uh, I won't ask, I haven't asked whether you made any New Year's resolutions this year. I decided not to on account of forgetting to do so. I've reached that stage in life where the things that I would normally remember to do uh, come less easily to me than they once did. And so I decided uh, not to bother with resolutions this year because... uh, They're a bit of a stick to beat yourself with, aren't they? Rather than being a helpful thing, the first time that you break your resolution, you think, oh, I'm even more terrible than I thought I was. And I didn't think I was that great to begin with. And so uh, it's better not to make a New New Year's resolution, in my view. But if you have, I hope that you keep it for as long as you can. And I hope that your resolution, if you do make one at all, is to do something eminently sensible. Like what the wise men did. We get very excited about them because of their gifts. Gold, frankincense and myrrh. And what they represent. Someone who's a king. Someone who's going to die someone who's worth worshipping, someone who represents God to the people. We get very excited about that every year, I think. Well, you might get less excited as you get older. That's another thing that seems to happen these days. But they did something else first that you can miss if you're waiting for the gifts to appear in the story. They bowed down and worshipped him. These people who had followed a star that they'd seen in the sky because they'd been waiting for a star like that to appear in the sky for quite some time, and probably people before them as well had been waiting for a star like that to appear in the sky because it would point them to the one who was to be the king of the Jews. It went very wrong later on, but I find it quite entertaining that the way you find out you know, where the newborn king of the Jews has been born is to go to the king of the Jews to ask. I, I might have you know, asked down the pub instead or something like that. They went to the king, and uh, the king was still alive at the time, so it must have come as a bit of a shock to him. And we know what happened later, a bit uh, unpleasant to say the least, But they had been looking for the star. They'd followed the star. It had led them to where God had promised it would lead them to. And when they saw it, stopped 
over the house. They were filled with joy. But they didn't just charge in and say, we've got these gifts. Some of them would have been quite heavy too, so they would have been looking forward to putting them down, I expect. The donkeys would have been quite weighed down with it all. They haven't got disabled donkey parking spaces in the uh, shopping center either, by the way. And uh, you could have been forgiven as the wise men for feeling like you'd been proved right and your gifts were going to make all the difference to Mary and Joseph and the little baby who was probably not very aware of what was going on at the time. And it was all about you. I would be a bit like that. I spend quite a lot of my time saying, God, I've got so much to offer. Or even just a teeny tiny bit to offer. Would you take it and use it? But actually, it's the bowing down and worshipping the king that is the most important thing. And through that, and out of all of that, everything else follows. I love the line at the end of this reading where they don't go back to Herod because God appeared to them in a dream and told them not to. These people that hadn't been to a theological college or done Alpha or even any other kind of way of learning how to be a follower of God. Yet God speaks to them because they'd recognized the king, I think, because they had tried to do the thing that God had been inviting them to do to the best of their ability because they wanted to follow his way. Every year, I get asked, what is the vision of the church for this year? What are we doing? What's the plan? Bow down and worship the king. That's the vision and the plan. That's what we're doing. That's it. Amen.